1: From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Bunker in an undisclosed location, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com, Facebook, Twitch, or YouTube, or you are listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. To support your local mediocre internet show, I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good there at the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Worldwide Headquarters there in beautiful Louisville, Texas. She's the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley.
0: Hello. Happy St. Patrick's Day.
1: Ha- I, I suppose it is St. Patrick's Day. I hadn't noticed. Um, Couldn't tell. Yeah. So, no, you know, just another day. Today is Wednesday. March seventeenth, twenty twenty one, two hundred fifty three days till Thanksgiving. Episode 1128. 1, 1, this is the Brad Wilkerson episode. On today's show, my friends, uh, big recruiting show. It's this week in recruiting with Greg Powers the next to that We recorded earlier, and by we, I mean Pickle and Powers did. So we've got that coming up. The biggest news and notes from the Texas high school football recruiting world coming up here in just a moment, and then back half of the show. Pickle, or rather Powers, rather, had a great conversation with Frisco Lone Star quarterback Garrett Rangel uh, coming off of his junior season, gearing up for his senior season. Uh, Our own Greg Powers sat down with the Rangers quarterback coming up here at the back half of the program. So do we have first four through the door?
0: We sure do. It was Ed McElroy, Rob Hadaway, Tony Blaylock, and Andrew Kirstensen. Um, another thing that was brought up in the comments, and I know that Step tweeted about it earlier. We should probably address it. Um, but Garland ISD Athletic Director, uh, the former Garland yes. ISD, uh, Homer B. Johnson passed away today. So our, our thoughts and uh, yes. prayers to their family.
1: Certainly, yes. Uh, Homer, uh, Homer Johnson is a, a, a an icon not only in East. East part of the DFW Metroplex, but in Texas high school football writ large, a guy who had a lot to do with getting Texas high school football, um, you know, to where it is right now. And then obviously, you know, you go over to, to Garland, they've got a stadium named after him. Uh, Always an extreme. I've met him a couple of times, always an extremely generous man uh, and a great guy, you know, pretty, pretty much unanimously revered out there in Garland. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tough day in, in Garland. Uh, with the passing of Homer B. Johnson. So we're certainly thinking about the Garland family uh, out there in in East Dallas. So thank you for bringing that up. Mm -hmm. Without further ado, let's move on to this week in recruiting. Uh, A lot to get to uh, this week in recruiting. uh, uh, News and notes from around the state with our own Greg Powers, the next level athlete. Here is this week in recruiting, starring Ashley Pickle and Greg Powers here on Texas Football today.
0: I am not Greg Tepper. I'm Ashley Pickle. But that's Greg Powers, and this is this week in recruiting. It is this week in recruiting, where we take a look at some of the top prospects in the state. Of course, joined by next-level athletes, Greg Powers, and as of course presented by our good chicken friends, as Tepper loves to say at Chicken Express. Powers, how you doing, bud?
2: Great, and I have to say, like, if you're in a hurry, and you're on, (laughs) you're. At work, you only have a small amount of time to eat. You're in school and you have a short lunch break. Chicken Express does a great job. They do. An absolutely terrific job of getting you through that line and getting you fed. And not only do they give you fast service, Mm -hmm. it's a hearty meal. Okay. every time
0: see you're a much better salesman than tepper is when it comes to when it comes to this so Fair thank enough. you for Fair doing enough. chicken express right for a week <laughs> <laughs> but here we go all right we will go ahead and get started with this week in recruiting starting of course with our prospect on the rise this time headed down to the 210 as we go down to san antonio to take a look at san antonio Southside's quarterback richard torres and a guy that undoubtedly passes the eyeball test when he gets off the bus at 6'6", 210 pounds and an interesting recruiting story here picked up his first offer on March 1st from UTSA eight more offers after that from a multitude of power five schools after he got that that first offer just 16 days ago what was it that people started seeing in this guy that said "Ooh, we need to throw out the offer now
2: they started listening to our valued colleague Matt Stepp, who has been on this guy <laughs> since day one. He's been telling everybody about Richard Torres, and when the offers started kind of coming in, you started to to see his rise. And and just pop on the tape, which we're getting ready to kind of go through here. Six foot six, two hundred ten pounds, and he's not a statue. You see him getting outside the pocket, and has the arm um, to really push the ball down the field. And, and it's rare that you see guys with this size. Who can move around a a little bit? Do I think he's a pro-style quarterback moving forward? Yes, but he's not a stiff guy. And I think that that kind of – I mean, you look at that offer list right now. I mean, these are all teams who kind of run a pro-style sort of offense, um, but they usually don't have stiff guys, guys, especially Utah and Kansas State. They like to have guys in that offense who can move around a little bit when need be, and you'll see him here escaping some pressure and keeping his eyes downfield to find a receiver, and then having the arm to zip it into a tight window. Um, it's a solid year again for quarterbacks. We saw the article that uh, William Wilkerson put up last week, or the mm-hmm. you know two weeks ago. His hot take was. Uh, you know, is it the best two-year stretch for quarterback in the Lone Star State? Uh, Torres wasn't even in that article yet because he really hadn't started to blow up. Mm -hmm. Now you can add another name to that argument, I think. And and if you're really wanting to read more in depth about the talent at quarterback, not only – in the 2021 signing class but looking ahead to 2022 that's a great article you can find at texasfootball.com slash recruiting
0: I think two things that I noticed too is that first initial step that he takes to really push himself back in the pocket one he uses his length which I think is super big when if you have it use it and it's just I think that that's the most impressive thing that I can see from this tape that he's got right here
2: what what kind of really jumps out to me too is that some guys um, can just have like a sixth sense Mm -hmm. on feeling pressure and he's one of those guys he can kind of feel it escape it and continue to make plays when things break down and uh, time and time again he does that on the tape and you can see him there bulldozing his way into the end zone so he has a, a, a good combination of skills And I think schools will continue to uh, step up for him and offer him as well.
0: Absolutely. Got to be a little bit easier, too, when you can just uh, straight up see over the entire line. So he's got that going for him. But now we move on to our commit of the week, this time headed way down to South Texas, West Orange Stark, as we take a look at their center, Demetrius Hunter, and uh, DCTF three-star prospect making his way over to Norman as he committed to Oklahoma and interesting here I saw that you put that he was he was a defensive tackle and then moved over to center and that's when the recruiting trail really blew up for him. Do you think OU has him pinned as as a potential center or maybe moving him back over to the defensive side of the ball?
2: Well he's one of those guys that can kind of do a little bit of everything. He has the size of a a premier defensive tackle, but he's really a road grader on the offensive front that's kind of where I personally like him at Mm -hmm. the most and I think Oklahoma is going to have a need for a center too and I think that could you know reading the tea leaves there that could be a huge influence on what his future uh, may hold in Norman Uh, he's one of those and and A large part maybe because they missed out on Bryce Foster, who signed with Texas A&M down Mm -hmm. the stretch. I think they had him tabbed to possibly be the center of the future where they didn't get him. That opened up some doors for some guys in this 2022 cycle. Uh, He's a mauler. You know, he's quick off of the ball. He loves to uh, clear lanes in the run game and just make huge blocks at the point of attack. He doesn't have those um, – you know, the – me- the uh, measurables mm-hmm. that you absolutely like dream yeah, about six
0: foot two, 220 seems kind of more on the average side
2: yeah so i did we put 220 it's like 280 so oh, okay yeah, <laughs> six foot two 280 um he's a guy who does have the ability to move the pile whenever he needs to um, and he's a he's a big body in the middle of the defensive or the offensive front. So I think that this is a huge pickup for Oklahoma. And there were no major commitments this week. This is the mm-hmm. first week since we flipped the page to the 2022 cycle that no players in Texas from have committed to schools at the FBS or higher level. Um, so we were able to shine the focus a little bit back on one of the players down there in that Golden Triangle area who deserved a little bit more mention uh, because he committed in like an influx of guys like Evan Stewart mm-hmm. and all those guys committing to uh, big-time schools and State. So it was nice to be able to shine the spotlight on Demetrius today
0: absolutely you always love to be able to share that love a little bit and that also means that next week there's going to be like eight thousand of them and we're going to have to try and choose between four of them (laughs) as it always happens that way but now go ahead and take a look at our underclassmen of the week this one Waco Connolly, running back Trey Wisner finished up his sophomore season and I think that we just went from a guy who maybe didn't have as much eyes on him in the recruiting trail to start off with until he moved positions well Trey definitely has had no problem getting eyes on him in his sophomore season, just to name a few of them. Baylor, TCU, Texas, Ohio State, USC, basically all the blue bloods of college football Trey's got in his sophomore season what makes him so special
2: well first off he's the underclassman of the week because Under Armour had their big camp in Dallas this weekend Mm -hmm. and he walked away with running back MVP honors so that was a huge accomplishment for Trey Wisner a guy who um, brings a little bit of everything to the table we have him listed as a running back and he was the co-offensive newcomer of the year in his district and uh, really came out of the gate swinging with a, a 200 and I think it was like a 225-yard performance, four touchdowns to be nominated for Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week in Week 1. Um, so like, he really came out of the gates. But they have another running back down there at Wake of Connelly. He who was really good, so he was kind of split in time. And he's pretty good on the defensive side of the ball as well, 5'11", 180. He's a guy who you probably shouldn't discount his ability to possibly slide over and play defensive back. Um, and some mm-hmm. schools may look at him for that, uh, but he's silky smooth as a running back. And, um, I think he should draw some comparisons to Ruben Owens. Who's committed to Texas. They have very uh, similar size and, uh, comparable run styles. Um, so th- this is a guy who's just going to continue to rise up recruiting charts as teams get closer. Looks at him as he gets more tape, um, he busted out with 225 yards on game one, but he only rushed for 900 yards, but he scored 15 touchdowns <laughs> as a sophomore. He's still got two years of high school football left, and he's already got the big-time schools coming after him, And you know, jumping out on that list, Texas, Ohio State, Oklahoma. Those are – those are like, you know, the creme de la creme of <laughs> college football elite. So, I mean, the uh, sky's the limit for Trey Weisner. Well, and
0: it doesn't surprise me when you say that he only rushed for 900. I say only, you know, only rushed for 900 yards, but that many touchdowns. Because when you're looking at the tape here, it's almost like if you allow this guy to find a hole and break through the line of scrimmage, he's he's going to, he's taking you to church. You know, it's, it doesn't surprise me with those numbers. Just watching it. The moment he gets past and finds a hole, whoa, the boy's gone.
2: Yeah it's like he's got a highlight reel full of like touchdown runs yeah for like
0: 45 (laughs) 50 60 yards (laughs) he
2: he made the most out of every single touch that he got last year and he helped lead Waco Conley to a a six and four record in, in a fairly competitive district
0: no doubt about it and finally as always we round it out with our recruit of the week and this one a household name that just about everyone should be used to hearing at this point and it is Frisco Liberty wide receiver Evan Stewart now he was committed to texas for about three weeks decommitted and now it looks like he's really got his eyes set on the sec specifically a&m bama georgia lsu florida do you think sec route is is really where he's looking to go at this point
2: well i don't want to 100 percent take away um the possibility the winds back up on texas's Mm -hmm. commitment list by the time it's all said and done um he kind of cited the fact that he wants to make sure and take a look at some of these schools in person there is A light at the end of the tunnel if you're a class of 2022 prospect right now that the NCAA will lift its travel ban basically and these guys will get a chance uh, to visit some of these campuses and whenever you're a top recruit um, you want to be able to to have that experience, Mm -hmm. you know, and he shut things down kind of early. I think that he saw a lot that he liked in the Longhorns program, especially underneath the direction of Steve Sarkeesian, but he has offers from schools like, you know, Texas A&M, Alabama, Georgia, LSU, and Florida, and the SEC seems to have caught his eye, Mm -hmm. and Texas is also in the mix. So he's got, you know, five or six SEC schools and a Big 12 program, Um on his list right now or his top list. And of course things are subject to change as his recruitment plays out, but he, he, he does seem to want to really take his time the second time through the process Mm -hmm. and covering recruiting over all these years. It's not common that someone decommits and then winds back up at that.
0: Mm -hmm. At that same school.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like a common occurrence, Mm -hmm. but it's not out of the realm of possibility. So I don't want to say that, Texas is uh, completely out of this race because I, I do think the Longhorns are going to be a strong player in this, especially because, you know, Texas and Texas A&M are in-state. Um, but he has some connections uh, to some of these other SEC schools. Uh, his 7-on-7 quarterback, uh, Nick Evers, of course, committed to Florida mm-hmm. uh, in the past couple of weeks, and uh, maybe that plays a role, too, because now the Florida Gators are on his list as well but Georgia and Alabama are always huge threats when it comes to signing top offensive talent or defensive talent from the Lone Star State and Texas A&M does represent an in-state option to play in the SEC so Mm -hmm. it's going to be interesting to see how this one uh, ends up playing itself out.
0: I like that you say too you know it might be just one of those things that maybe he does get to the point with Texas where it's like well, man, it's a new coach. I don't know what kind of offense he's running. I don't know what kind of scheme. And two, there were so many decommits, especially when you look. I mean, Quinn, Ewers decommitted at that point, you know. So it's like, well, I went from having this pretty solid set-in quarterback to, well, how do I know now? And it's like maybe if they get the ball rolling, they they might be just back in the hunt a little bit.
2: Well, I mean, Texas does have another five-star <laughs> quarterback in the league Murphy on that <laughs> list. So, I mean, I think that they do have – Um, The tools in place there. I mean, Sarkeesian has been really hot. Mm -hmm. You know, Armani Winfield is another top wide receiver. He's actually the number two rated wide receiver in the in-state rankings, and Stewart is number three, so Texas does have a commitment from Armani, who, by the way, the time is undocumented, but um, went for the fastest time at the Under Armour Camp at you know six foot to 180 pounds this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, he can really move, and you know you know I think they're continuing to make a push for Ohio State wide receiver commit Caleb Burton. You know I don't think that they're giving that one up very easily. You know he's in you know in state close to home, and I think that Texas does present an intriguing option for him. So, I don't you don't have to worry about Texas getting top wide receiver talent. Will right. they get Evan Stewart again? I don't know, but the Lone Star State's going to be loaded with about 40 of these guys uh, who can play at that elite level. And Texas is going to be able to get guys at that position who can play and we'll just have to wait and see if it's going to be Evan Stewart or not.
0: It is always exciting, one in the world of recruiting, two with Greg Powers in the studio. Powers, thank you for uh, hanging with me today (laughs) as I took over for Tepper, but... Next Level Athlete Greg Powers, you can follow him on Twitter, G Powers Scout, or Next Level Athlete D1. Powers, appreciate the time, bud, and we'll have you'll we'll have your internet or internet interview with Garrett Rangel up next.
2: Stick around. That's an intriguing uh, interview. I mean, one thing that really is a takeaway from me with talking with Garrett is he's one of these guys, because of the pandemic, he's committed to Oklahoma State and has mm-hmm. never taken a visit there. Yep. So that's an interesting story in and of itself. And after that, I'm heading off to get some Chicken Express.
1: There he is, Greg Powers, uh, our good chicken friend, uh, Greg Powers, next level athlete. Uh, follow him on Twitter, G Powers, scout next athlete on uh, Twitter at next D1. See his fine work at texasfootball.com slash recruiting. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe is where you can become Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Pickle, let's keep the Powers train rolling. Uh, Greg Powers caught up with the Oklahoma State commit, the Frisco Lone Star quarterback Garrett Rangel, a little bit earlier this week. Here's Greg Powers' conversation with Garrett Rangel, Frisco Lone Star, here on Texas Football Today. <laughs>
3: Dave Campbell's Texas football here with one of the top quarterbacks in the entire country, one of the top quarterbacks in the talent-rich state of Texas, Garrett Rangel, Frisco Lone Star high school man. Uh, First off, I just want to kind of congratulate you on your commitment to Oklahoma State, and we'll dive into the Cowboys a little bit later on as we go into this interview. Um, But right off the bat, man, I'm noticing that you're starting to add some weight in the weight room. What are... Tell the fans what you're checking in at right now, your height, weight, and uh, what you've been working on so far since the season has ended.
4: Uh, I'm 6'2 25 and, a half and I'm, I'm about around 180.
3: You uh, got an early start at Crisco Lone Star, stepping on the field as a mm-hmm. youngster, and, and you've developed within one of the top offensive programs in the entire state. What's it been like uh, being a Ranger there and, and kind of growing up in that offensive scheme that's led by Jeff Rayburn, who definitely has one of the top uh, offensive minds in the state of Texas.
4: Yeah, I mean, it, it's a blessing. You know, me and Coach Rayburn talk all the time about schemes and stuff like that, but, I mean, overall, being a Ranger, it's, it's there's no no other place I'd rather be. It's, a, it's such a family environment. And I just love everything about it.
3: He took me to the side one day and uh, told me about you when you were coming up, and he said, hey, you know, that guy over there, he's going to be – a big-time player, and he was definitely right, man. Uh, he has a great eye for talent. Uh, mm-hmm. Just kind of talk about how you think playing in that offensive system could prepare you for the next level.
4: Uh, I think uh, it, it's done a lot of things for me, you know, with, like, uh, with my reads and stuff like that. And I think they have a very similar offense with Oklahoma State, so it wouldn't be a big jump, you know, just, you know, different play calling and stuff like that. That's, that's common. But I think, you know, it's, very, it's a very uh, intelligent system. I think they do a lot of stuff like throwing the ball wise, run game wise, intermediate, intermediate game, all different types of stuff that'll help me prepare for the next level.
3: Kind of looking ahead to next year. I mean, what's the team shaping up like? How do you guys feel heading into the 2021 season? I know it just seems like a blink of an eye that, you are on the field just a few weeks ago, but now this focus is going to start to turn to your senior year. Um, obviously, I feel like that's probably going to be the most important year of your career. I mean, that's going to be the year that you're really um, putting it all out there on the line your final year of high school ball. What's the team stacking up like, and um what, do you, what are your goals heading into next year?
4: Yeah, we have – you know, our team this year, we have a lot of, you know, great guys coming back too, but we also lost, like, some players, you know, but we have a lot of potential right now. We have a lot of young guys also, but they're, they're eager to step up into their roles and compete and do what they can for this team. And, you know, our goal is, same as every year, 16-0, undisputed state champion. I think that's the biggest thing, because I think, for me, my goal is to be the first Lone Star team to win state, and I think that's everyone else's goal, too. And we're really, we're really pushing hard this offseason to uh, get bigger and stronger faster and, you know, hopefully reach that goal.
3: You've put up really big numbers in uh, consecutive years now. How do you felt like you grew uh, on the field as a player this last fall?
4: I think, you know, my sophomore year, we threw the ball a ton, you know, with Marvin Mims and, the, and those big nasties up front at those all linemen. I think my the thing I'm most proud of in myself is the way I've, I have adapted my style of play, you know, throwing on the run, stuff like that, more quick game, stuff like uh, more quick game, quick game routes and stuff like that. You know, it just you know, losing those three three year starters uh last year and then the way that our line stepped up this year and having a lot of like different plays of rollout, screens, all that type of stuff, really just uh I really I feel like it I just I'm proud of myself for the way I've adapted and overcome like adversity and stuff like that.
3: Anything that you wanna work on you feel like heading into the senior years or like one part of your game that you mm-hmm. feel like I'd like to I'd like to take this part of my game as a senior and show improvement.
4: I think uh, my mechanics, big time, because you know as a quarterback you never stop working on your mechanics. My sophomore year, I had really good, really good form, and then I don't know what happened. My junior year, I I started watching uh, Russell Wilson throw the ball, and I started dipping my arm a little bit. And it didn't really work out because you know he's an NFL like 235 pound guy. I think this offseason I've really been focusing on getting my arm up and out and high release points because it's it's a lot quicker and my in the, in the ball comes out a lot stronger and faster.
3: Now we're going to go on to that commitment, man. Um, you made your decision. Uh, you were picking up a lot of big-time offers, but you decided that you were going to call the Big 12 home. First of all, show them all the shirt that you're wearing right now where you're going to be playing college ball at Oklahoma State. Um, what was it about that Cowboys program that really drew you in, made you want to call Stillwater, Oklahoma home for the next four, three or four years? So
4: they when they offered me, I think April of 2020. Uh, ever since then, me and Coach Rattay, Coach Gundy, and Coach Dunn, we've built a very strong relationship. So I feel like I can talk to them about anything, and that's something not most, not other, other, not all the other colleges have done with me. So the way they showed me love and the way they showed me support throughout the season and stuff like that, and I took a virtual visit two weeks, two weeks before I, I announced my commitment, and they showed my parents absolute utmost respect and love, and that to me was pretty much the deal-breaker, The deal breaker, you know, the way they showed my mom that love. And I think it was just – I kind of knew from the start Oklahoma State was going to be the one, you know, and it's its good that Jay, Jay Nixon's up there too, so I know someone up there. So, you know, it's exciting, and it's just – I just can't wait to get up there.
3: You mentioned it, man. You got a little bit of a Lone Star connection right now at Oklahoma State. You got and Bims down the road at mm-hmm. Oklahoma. You're going to be uh, starting up a new little – rivalry right there in that Bedlam game, won't you kind of give the fans um, what it would be like um, for you to be able to step onto that field in one of those years and pick up the W over your former teammate there in Marvin Mims at Oklahoma. I know that's a big game every year in that uh, big 12 conference championship race.
4: Yeah. I mean, it'll, it'll be awesome. You know, playing a, a guy like Marvin Mims, I mean, no doubt one of the best high school receivers of all time. And it's, it's just amazing. You know, I love watching Marvin play. I watched him a lot this year. You know, much respect for him and his family. I just, I love Marvin to death. He's a great guy. And it's just, it'll be really fun, you know, playing one of those games, big time, big time ball clubs. And it'll just be a fun atmosphere. And I, I'm just, I'm just excited.
3: You love him, but I know that I can tell it's going to mean a lot to you if you're able to pull off the W and get that win. No matter <laughs> how just, much you love him, that's still going to be big time for you guys.
0: of course
3: two Lone Star Rangers are better than one. Let's just maybe say it like that. (laughs) Uh, you mentioned family, you know, and I know how close you are with your family. Uh, just kind of talk about the, the type of environment that you feel like there at Oklahoma state, why that's important for you and your family and why you feel like it's a good fit for, um, the Rangels.
4: You know, my mom, you know, the way, you know, the way she is, she didn't want me to go very far, you know, and, uh, I don't think that really played a factor, but she's, she's happy. I'm only like, what, like six, five, six hours away. And so she's, she's glad I'm staying kind of close to home. My dad, my dad's happy too. It's just, you know, they, Coach Otay and Coach Gunny, uh, they do a good job reaching out to my parents and stuff like that. They, they already let them know that I'll be in good hands and my parents know it too. It's just, you know, my parents are really excited for me. It's just a blessing. And my parents have always supported me from day one. And it's just, it's good to always have that support system. And it's just, it's just a blessing.
3: Um, there's a good quarterback history at Oklahoma State. Um, I know that you want to continue that on. What do you got to do to be prepared to step in day one and compete for that job? And is that something you're interested in? Do you want to roll right in there and say, hey, I'm going to give it all my all year one and try to be the guy?
4: Yeah, I mean, I'm a competitor no matter what, no matter what, I'm always going to look to compete for a starting role, but they have a lot of great guys, you know, Spencer Sanders, Shane Ellingworth, a lot of great ballers in that quarterback room. And it's just for me to be able to get to that level, I have to put on a serious amount of weight and hone into my skills. But at the end of the day, I can only control what I can control and just, you know, keep going from there.
3: It's a, it's a big recruiting class this year for Oklahoma State. And some guys are starting to jump on board. Just last week, Jordan Crook from Duncanville was our uh, commit of the week at Dave Campbell's Texas football um are you one of those guys that wants to be really or are you really active on the recruiting trail trying to convince other guys to come up there with you or are you taking the more laid-back approach um I mean as a quarterback commit I got to think that there is some pressure on right. you to to get out there and work their recruiting networks a little bit
4: yeah I, I have been reaching around some guys with offers and you'll know, let them and ask them how they feel about Oklahoma State and it's just I, I'm a big I'm gonna I'm be a big uh a big recruiter for Oklahoma State I guess you could say that
3: uh it's the pandemic, man, and you've had to go through recruiting uh, in the face of it. I think the class of 2022 has been affected probably more than any other class because you guys haven't had the chance to go out and take um, as many visits. You know, the the game atmospheres were kind of different this year uh, during the college football season. Did that add any added pressure for you to make a college decision, or um, were you able to see enough, have enough uh, chances to go out and visit to, to feel like you made the? Uh, the decision a firm decision when when you pull the trigger
4: uh to be honest I've never I've never visited Oklahoma State I just I mean I've done a a virtual visits with them they show me around campus and also you know Jay Nix has been up there a lot so he's he's told me also but uh yeah once this dead period's over I'm gonna we already have an official visit lined up I'm gonna take I'm gonna take uh I'm gonna take my trip up there but this COVID has affected but once, like I said, once Oklahoma State offered me and they were my first power five, I kind of I knew right away. And when me and Coach Retain, Coach Gundy and Coach Dunn all kind of got close, I kind of knew right away they were going to be the one.
3: Dave Campbell's Texas football with the man Garrett Rangel, one of the top quarterbacks in the entire country. He's made his decision to play in the Big 12 at Oklahoma State, and he has Frisco Lone Star uh, picking up a lot of W's on Friday nights, man. Thanks for the time. Congratulations on your decision, and good luck on that state championship hunt in 2021.
4: Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me.
1: There he is, Garrett Rangel, uh, quarterback at Frisco Lone Star Oklahoma State Commit. Uh, appreciate his time talking with Greg Powers a lot Athlete earlier this week. And now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts.
0: Um, One, <clears throat> very well-spoken. Garrett Rangel is fantastic on camera. Two, oh, yeah. I, like no that. Sharp kid. <laughs> I like that he called his his uh O lineman big nasties. He goes the big nasties up front. Third, like can you my final thought is can you imagine agreeing to go to a college without getting to be able to visit in person?
1: Like sight unseen. Yeah. It's I it's mean... kinda wild but but there are like there are definitely Yeah, there are definitely people. They're definitely guys who signed with schools that have never been there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the first time that they arrive on, the first time they arrive on campus will be the first time they ever see it, which is just crazy. The, um, I guess
0: maybe, yeah. maybe it puts it in perspective for me because like, I always thought I was going to go to a different college. And then if I wouldn't have just gone to tour UNT, I never would have ended up there. So it's like, it wasn't until I stepped on campus where I was like, Oh, this is the right place, you know? And that just like, it makes me nervous, which my brother's a senior. Yeah. So he's kind of in the same, he was kind of in the same boat. So that's just, man, that's different. I know,
1: but it's, 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 it's the reality it's the state of play for a lot of recruiting, like a lot of recruits now, yeah. Um, you know, especially the class of 2021 that just signed. And now, you know, hopefully, and I think what you saw when you were talking about Evan Stewart earlier on this week in recruiting, that could be an example of a guy who's like, I do want to like be on campus at some point before I make a decision. So, you know, mm-hmm. it, you know, hopefully knock on wood, things are getting better. And by the time we get to the summer, they're able to lift the dead period. But it's, it's, it's pretty it's crazy, crazy to what's think about. So, I know it is. Well, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Big guest tomorrow. Tomorrow we will talk with the head coach of the seventh ranked Sam Houston Bearcats. Coming off their big win over Nichols coach Casey Keeler uh, tomorrow here on Texas Football Today. So you do not want to miss that. Uh, Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks to Greg Powers, ex NFL athlete, and to Garrett Rangel at Frisco Lone Star for being our guests. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Fitz Young, please come get your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.